Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Goodbye, University. Okay, so when I say special guest at GVU, today I mean super special guest at GVU. You guys have heard me tell stories about Janice before. I always talk about her. You, the story usually starts, you know, I was at lunch with my favorite psychic friend. <laughs> and um, and then, uh, Janice, I've been telling a lot of stories about things that I have learned from you through those super fun lunches. And awesome. that's not a proper introduction to you by any means. So let me try and give a proper one. It works. <laughs> Um, Janice Whiting of Lifted Spirits, and we can people can find you online if they go to Facebook and search Lifted Spirits. Spirits is with a Z at the end. Is that the best way to find you, Janice? It is. Okay, so you guys can be tracking Janice down online while I'm talking about her. Um, boy, how long have I known you, girlfriend? Like, and I was thinking about that the other day, and it's been 14 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Doesn't time go fast? You were one of like, if you were not, not the first, you were definitely the second woo-woo friend I made in ever in Utah for sure, locally for sure. But I can't remember if I met Catherine Miles first or you first. But you were really. I think like, you met me me first, not that it matters. But. I think I think you're right, and I can't remember was it. I can't remember how. We came to know each other, but I know I was still working in corporate world when I did because one of my questions to you was, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And your answer from spirit was, whatever you want, which I found to be the most unsatisfying answer. But I get it now. Like once I realized, hello, it could be whatever you want it to be. I did not understand at the time. You get to make it up. But I boy, think you I met at a class at Awakening Heart. That sounds right. Boy, that sounds right. So let's tell people what you do. And when I say let's, I mean you. <laughs> what do you do, Janice, and how did you get this way? <laughs> so what I do is, um, I suppose it's called a psychic or mediumship, which I personally don't like those words um, I, because they just label such a natural phenomenon. But when I grew up in Wisconsin in the 50s, um, the other side, as they do, stay close to all living beings, and they say that be birds, cats, flowers, or birds, cats, dogs, um, all kind of animals, all living things. Um, they're, they're born connected to the other side, and they say all living things are born connected to the other side. But most humans pull away from that maybe around five or six. Age five or other, six, you mean? years old, as soon as the, um, the socialized world starts to sneak in and give them all the shouldn'ts and shouldn'ts of life. Mm-hmm. But the other side stayed so connected to me that they would never let me let society pull me away. Mm. So I grew up being able to see and talk to the other side um, more normal and more natural. I, I was thinking that they were my friends and it was the other mm-hmm. humans that were 
so mm-hmm. human that I didn't know if I wanted to bond with them. And first, uh, I would see spirit. They started showing themselves when I was around five. And then about eight, I had the cognitive ability to say, who are you? And that really swung that door open. Um, wow. But even being at eight, they tried to keep it simple, and they said, we're your babysitters. And so <laughs> um, saying that to an eight-year-old, I'm thinking, oh, man, more people bossing me. Um, <laughs> but I see they, the reason for it was they didn't want me to grow up believing what they call is earthly mistruth. So if someone was to say, even eight, nine, ten-ish, um, if I understood that one, if someone was to say one gender is better or one race was better, the other side was really quick to whisper, not true. Wow. So I see, saw their first rule was to babysit, to watch that I didn't learn what they call earthly mistruth. And then maybe 12, 13, we started to have... Um, a little deeper conversations. And I remember at 13 real, realizing what I did was quite different from most people. And I remember... I, I wondered what happened when you realized not everyone was getting the same input that you were or had the same access to it. I remember saying to them, oh, how special I must be <laughs> that you picked me. And, you know, you're 13. It's all about you. It's all right. anyway. And they said, well, yes, we do think you're special, but the truth is we think everyone's special. (laughs) So I was like, it's not all about me. (laughs) So your whole life you never unplugged and had to reconnect. I didn't. And that was the most fabulous thing because the hardest thing I see for humans is to re-plug in to kind of shut the sweaters of humanness and re-plug in. At least if that's their agenda. There'll be a time when the other side does pick someone else. And they I actually had a question right along in. those. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should let you finish that, Janice. You said there will be a time. With some humans, the other side just thinks, oh, well, we want to um, talk, so they'll just jump right in, and the human does then have to get used to that. But... Um, when a human starts to awaken on their own meaning, their their own intention is to see and connect to the other side. I, I notice that's harder than people think because it's so hard to take off the sweater of humanness. Mm-hmm. And it's such a different world, a fabulous world, but it's hard to take off the sweater. Well, that was one of my questions for you was whether everyone was capable of connecting the way you do. And what I'm hearing is, yes, it's possible, yes. but could be challenging for reasons. Just I see the connecting to the other side seems to be pretty easy. It's the taking off the sweaters of humanists that want to, like, um, block or filter. But but I was happy to hear that talking, being connected to the other side is what they call our normalness. And the non-normal is when you deviate and let society get in the way. So So they think it's our normal self when we can see and talk to them. Janice, when you say other side, can you define what's going on over there? Mm -hmm. Because I I was just talking with someone who who asked, and I thought, oh, this will be a good one to run by Janice. 
whether there's a distinction between like angels and guides and higher self and spirit and all that, or whether they're like real differences or whether it's just all the same energy and we have different names for it. There are different groups of people. Uh, when I grew up, there my babysitters were special spiritual teachers, and their whole assignment, they though they say it was a contract, we would work, they would awaken me, teach me, and we would work together. Um, but even in my own privateness, if I sometimes meditate, um, I can talk to a different group of people if that's my agenda. Like some people will come for a reading, and I can connect to their spirit guides to see um, and pass on messages from them. And sometimes the soul that hasn't come to earth yet, the plan on coming, they'll jump in and maybe let themselves be known. Also, sometimes those who have passed from this earth, if they have a message, they will jump in and pass on their message. And then, but I realize most of them patronize me, patronize humanness with verbal conversation. That's because that is how we chat with each other on earth. So mm-hmm. often I patronize that with conversation. But I also learned that there are a group of uh, souls that are high up enough that they um, don't like to patronize human conversation. So they sort of tell me just to sit quietly and not say anything because apparently they're not interested in what I have to say. And then they will just like <laughs> download. You can feel the current of the information coming in. And then in a minute or two, it will start to come clear in human thoughts. So um, so I realized there's different levels of spirit and there's different um, histories of them. The ones who download have never been on Earth. I did squeeze that question in. And they said, no, they didn't want to come to Earth. Also, I realize there are souls that live on other worlds, and they think that Earth is seeded from those worlds and that on the soul level we're related, and that it is in our uh, biology and DNA to be able to awaken on Earth. And then um, since the body mirrors the state of the soul, the body will be able to sort of just transform so that we then are living on Earth the way they do live on other worlds. Okay. Was that our first alien reference, or is that something different? Yes, it was. <laughs> Woohoo! It was. Yes. <laughs> and I have had them pop into my house. I remember years ago, I uh, and I had a young daughter that was sleeping in bed with me, and three beings stood and popped in the corner of my bedroom. What, did you see said, them? Like you saw them or you them. felt them? Mm-hmm. No, there were there was a large one and two short ones. And I remember the large one was cloaked in um, a long downish thing, and then the short ones were what people do call the grays. So, okay. um, so I remember they said to me, "We want to talk." And I said, "Really? Not? I'm really tired. I've had a long day. I." I prefer not. I just want to go to bed. And they said, well, we want to talk. And I said, well, I just said I don't want to. So then all of a sudden my daughter sat up and they started talking to her and um, asking questions about 
earth and humans and what it was like on earth. And then a second later, she laid down, and I kind of, in a way, hollered at them. I said, never um, get one of my children again. And they said, well, we want to talk. And I said, well, talk if you want, but I'm going to sleep. So I realized they, you know how you wake up in the middle of the night every now and then, whether you go pee or whether you just get water? They were still talking. They talked all night long as I slept. And I'm sure they had a way that it all, we were communicating, even though they were patronizing me and letting me sleep. And um, then they did that for two or three nights, and then they were gone. So, But I realized I wasn't afraid of them. And, um, and sometimes I wonder why they picked me, because I was the least, <laughs> the least wanting to do this. <laughs> Many times they wanted to chat, and I said, go away, go away, I'm in trauma, or I'm this, or I'm that. And um, and I, one time they said, why are you pushing us away? And I said, because I realized that um, you're going to want me to be perfect. And I don't think I want to be perfect, and I don't want the pressure of being perfect, so maybe you should pick someone else. And they sort of laughed, and they said, oh, no, we know you're not perfect that's why we picked you, because you don't want to be perfect. So we have had some interesting exchanges, but 99% of the time I sit quietly or listen or else we do have lovely conversations, too. Wow. Okay, so is there a name for – you said it was um, like the grays, but the star – so the, I don't so the even... tall one with robes, I would say, was a star being or someone who lives on other worlds. But they're so advanced that they can probably be on their earth and mirror image trans holographically send their body or their soul so that their soul so I could see them even as how they look in their body. So um hmm. and one okay. of my favorite <laughs> movies that came out recently, probably years ago, was Lucy. Because in the movie, Lucy masters that at the end. Because mm. our soul's goal is to become multidimensional the way they live on other worlds and to pull that off while we're on Earth. So it's easy for them. We're still <laughs> struggling as humans. But that is, I believe, our soul's agenda. I'm, I promise everyone I'm not going to take up the whole time asking questions about aliens. Anyone who knows me, Janice, knows that I love talking about them. But I just want to ask a thing in relation to what Swan had said about uh, Channeler Bashar that I occasionally listen to. Teal Swan had said, don't listen to Bashar. Those, those um, oh, what are they? Oh, she said, look, those guys had a negative agenda for humans and you do well to stay away from them. Like they have not been good for people and you should not engage. Uh, And I hear from many who say they have interacted with souls or beings from other worlds that weren't nice. Um, And I'm getting old. I'm in my 60s. And all the times that I have connected with or, uh, beings from other worlds and, or just as souls of their um, maybe not in body. 
it's always been the most kindest, loving. Right on. Um, though the ones that I noticed who are not happy campers, they're the humans who have left this earth, but they look back and realize they lived the most unauthentic life. And oh, then, wow. and so if I asked them, as I have like, I had a daughter of someone who passed came and asked her father, now that you're on the other side, what do you think about your life on earth? And he said, I regret that I was there for everyone but me. And so I noticed it's the humans who have passed, um, mm. who have lived a life with regrets and then left the earth with regrets. And I always then think, oh, there's a do-over. <laughs> well, that if ever there was incentive to follow your joy, that would be it, right? That, um, Hey, speaking of do-overs, uh, can you talk a little bit about reincarnation and our Akashic records? I guess one of the reasons I'm asking you is because I know my ex-boyfriend and best friend, Verl, had such an, a moving session with you years and years ago, you gave him some insight into some of his past lives that really explained a lot about who he is and and why he is the way he is now. And and I was wondering, how how do you read Akashic Records or how do you access that information about us from the past? And is there any value in us knowing that sort of stuff about ourselves in order to further our progress now? Or is that just best left in the past? Because I've heard Abraham say before things like, it's your past life. You're, just pay attention to what you got your hands full with your present life. Don't be worrying about what was going on before. Well, what I have noticed from talking with them is um, they do think of the game of earth a little bit like school. So they'll sometimes think, they'll think if you're in fourth grade, forget about third grade because you already have taken third grade into the fourth grade. No reason to ponder it. And if you're in fourth grade, don't ponder fifth grade because you're not You're there, not yet. there yet. Gotcha. So I do know fourth grade encompasses third grade, second grade, and first grade. Um, so on some level, even if the self doesn't question the self and go deep within to remember that um, third grade is always there. You can't get rid of third grade. Um, and it often does benefit going back in time. As if you just if you can do it in a way where you're not value judging. You're just being inquisitive because um, maybe someone was a prostitute or someone robbed a bank or, or trained or whatever, then um, it does explain a lot if it, and, and can bring you peace in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But how I do it is I usually, when the person is close, um, I sort of scan their aura, and the aura tells the story of the soul. And so it will have flex in it of past life. It does still have the flex in it of this life, of what people are often struggling with or still trying to master. And it will have some flex of next life in the future in it. So, So I get to sort of scan it. And what I like is I get to see the whole story of the person where Mm. often people meet with someone this life and they only get to see pieces of the story of this life. But 
it's very advantageous to um, know the the bigger picture. And in meditation, this is why I love meditation. Meditation is for two things, I believe. Going so deep that you can excavate the self, because the other side always says to know the self is to own the self. And there are times in the excavation of the self, we do go into past life stuff. If it helps us process and finalize something this life. And... um and that, that's a lovely thing. And the other aspect of meditation is you drop the guard of humanness so you can connect on that peaceful level with, the, I call it source. It can be those from other worlds, spiritual guides, whoever. But um, in your consciousness, you sort of have a little shield that just keeps people focused on their day and present on their day. But in meditation, or else when you're dreaming, or sometimes zoning, you drop the guard and, um, you know, little pieces of the other dynamics of life slip in. So, um, though, when you leave this earth and come to earth, you do record your history and your soul's agenda for this time coming to earth in what is called the Akashic Records. I think it's uh client says it's in some like crystal place that the it's like a crystal library. And oh. you can tap into yours at any time that you desire or drop your guard of humanness and allow it or else um you're not allowed to tap into someone else's as a rule without their permission. But by the time people come to me looking for um, a session, they've given me permission to scan the deepest part of their soul. Okay, so is that how you knew, uh, and I'll just tell everyone listening that, oh, Janice, when did I last come see you? Was it about, it was in June mm-hmm. or May? It might have been May. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you guys, so. I've been house hunting for like mm, two years off, not like super committed, but on and off for two years. I go do a session with Janice, and she says, uh, Spirit says you should be moving pretty fast. Like, I think you said July or August, didn't you? True. Yeah, and uh, guys, I just had the keys delivered this morning. I closed on Friday. I just had the keys delivered. At the time, I was looking in a whole different area. Janice, I was looking at a whole different area. But, yeah. Also, okay, we knew so- that it would have lots of properties. Not like mm-hmm. in the neighborhood with your neighbors like a stone throw away. Mm-hmm. It would, you would be semi-remote and private. You know, and you had said spirit wants spirits like, oh, uh, what's the holdup? Like, I got the impression that they were like, this should be sooner than later. And um, and then the the heat got turned up over here to where, fr- from my ex, like it became clear, no, I really got to move. It'd be, it wasn't just take your time and find the right place. It mm-hmm. was all, uh, you got to go, girl. And I wondered, did Spirit use him to make it happen, or did they just know it was going to happen? I mean, wh- well, they knew that it was best to happen for for your highest good, and so um, they sort of do all the magic behind the scenes so that you don't have to worry. You just go with the flow. 
and wow. they guide you to it or they guide the real estate people to take you to it. The thing that I have so learned from the other side is the world is run by magic. And though humans think they control so many things, um, I've heard the other side say that um, when we are going through the green lights, when it's appropriate, they stop people from running the red unless that's in someone's soul's plan. And you finding your new place within within your soul's plan. So I could read it. I knew what spirit was doing behind scenes. Magic. Huh. Well, whatever it is, it was crazy freaking cool. Very, very freaking cool. So, Janice, I, and then you guys, those of you who have questions percolating, I am going to give you a chance to ask them. You can either type them in chat room or chime in shortly. But, Janice, before we do that, I just wondered if you would like to share, like, because I've, I've, I've been in enough conversations with you. I think I know what the main messages from spirit are that, that I've heard you repeat fairly often. But what would you say are the the uh, main themes or the the dominant messages that you would want others to know from spirit? That in this stage on earth, that humans are to tell the story how they want it to be, not how they fear it will be. Mm-hmm. And that is easier said than done. It is such a habit. Mm-hmm. They, they're they trying to get us to master the habit of um, mastering the game of earth spiritually still on earth, still playing the game of earth the way they say Christ did, but mastering the game of earth spiritually. So, and yes, yes. anything I've learned, it, it, everything is harder than what spirit has told me <laughs> <laughs> as I tried to master it as a human. And mm-hmm. and I even had babysitters. I mean, I can't imagine how another human does it. You can't see and talk to spirit every day. <laughs> Coaching them. I tell people... When I went to college, Spirit actually wrote my papers, and I would just tell you what they said and hope that nobody ever checked the bibliography that I had to make up. But when I say I got through school by the grace of God, I did. But what I realized is um, everyone gets through the game of earth by the grace of God. So you either define life or life defines you. And that's a hard switch, too, to start defining life instead of life defining you. I even often see masterful spiritualists um, as we're just chatting and they'll say a comment and I say, stop, that's too human. And it is so hard to get the habit of mastering the game over spiritually. But it's something that we're forced to do. Well, and I see one of the ways... We want our vibration to go higher. One of the ways that you practice that really well that inspires me is that um, you'll remind me pretty frequently, <laughs> all you got to do is bless it. Like whenever you think you're yeah. facing something that isn't exactly what you want, uh, just bless it. And and that is like a transformative magic, right? It is magical alchemy, and that is another slice of defining your life. And I have heard the other side say that there is not an organic food on this earth if we looked for it. Mm-hmm. The air is bad, the ground's bad, the water's bad. It's all been toxified. So I asked them, how should I pick my food? And they said, pick it by your palate. If one day you want chicken and one day you want 
Hispanic food or Asian food, they said, pick your food by your palate and then bless it because blessing does magic. So I tend to bless my butt off for everything. <laughs> um, I bless my house when I leave it that um, no one enter without my permission or no harm comes happen in it to my animals. I bless when my husband and I are on the motorcycle that um, uh, nothing happened that could cause an accident, and though he's a great bike rider. I've been in the middle. I've been going to the canyon, and it's like a rainstorm everywhere but on us, as I tell spirits that they best assist us. And I think we maybe got just a couple sprinkles as we drove through the whole canyon. So I love that GVU tries to teach people to master the magic. And a slice of that is really manifesting. And you know many stories that I've told of how I have asked for something and within hours, minutes, barely days, it just lands in my lap. Ooh, let me and interrupt and to remind everyone, one of my some of you have heard me tell this before about my friend who was buying furniture and was standing at the counter and it's like, wouldn't it be nice if they, if I, did you say I didn't have to pay for this or something? And then they lost the paperwork or something. You tried to track them down to pay for it and they, the company was out of business and you got all True. that furniture for free. True. And, but that's I love one that of story. millions. I, I, yeah. I've used that formula millions of times. I, had a daughter that was growing like a weed, and just before Christmas, I could see her pants were high water. And I said, I was chatting with Spirit, and I said, oh, should I buy toys or clothes? Because, you know, eight-year-olds don't want clothes well, yet. Right. They still want toys. So a couple of days later, a lady knocked on my door and said, um, I have these five pairs of corduroy pants. They're brand new. They look like they'll fit your daughter, and my daughter didn't think she wanted them. And they were perfect. And I had a little tomboy, so it was like perfect. <laughs> and and so many millions of times that's happened that I truly realize I get through the game of earth by the grace of God. Mm. Love, love, love that. Um, so let me ask you, I wanted to, you would, as soon as you said crystals a minute ago, you, you, you didn't mean it in the way that I was thinking about it, but... My my, I was just on the phone with my folks right before we jumped on the phone, and they were asking me about because I've been packing up a lot of crystals for in preparation okay. for this move. And I, Janice, I made fun of my aunts for so many years because they were all about crystals. Crystals this, crystals that. They went to, they drove to, they flew to Arizona for the crystal show. They displayed them in their homes they talked about them they and i was like you guys i whatever i do not get it i don't want to get it it's a waste of money and a waste of space and then one day janice all of a sudden i couldn't get enough crystals i don't know what was going on with me but i just they were lit up for me in a way that i i don't i don't know what is exactly going on there um what do you well, think a couple things that happens that tells you that we're all humans are all in different grades on earth and often like fifth grade might be crystals and then um sixth grade might be learning a healing modality and mm-hmm. and those who are in first second third and fourth um it doesn't mean anything to them yet until mm-hmm. they hit that window where it does fit in their life 
It kind of reminds me of like tell other people if they if they you can't convince anyone until they're in fifth grade per se. It's like when boys are young and they think girls are gross, and then all of a sudden, when they girls are cool. (laughs) Yep, totally. When they've always been cool. (laughs) Wow. Well, I realize that we are locked in a little bit of sequentialness by our cognitive development and our soul's development. So what I realized is the sciences are always there, and it just it, it waits until the human hits that point where it feels welcomed into their life. But the science was always there. Crystals are a gift from the universe for those who are waking up to be able to use them in what's called conscious co-creation with the universe. Um, you can put them under your pillow. You can put them on the nightstand. You can you can either pick a crystal by how it feels in your hand, or you can pick it by its properties. And and often people use a book for that. If I would say if someone has cancer and it is within their soul's agenda to heal from it, then I would say um, carnelian would be a lovely stone that either I'd wear around my neck or have in my pocket. So it is it is science and. When when we work with crystals, do we have to be intentional, or is it just enough to have them in the vicinity? I mean, do you have I to know what you're doing? I think right or wrong, it's both. It's okay. that yin-yang thing okay. that right though crystals have their, we'll say, purposefulness, um, just having, I have them just around my house, but every now and then I will pick one and put it under my pillow. If it's something that I really think I'd like to focus on, and and, uh, and often my husband says, what are you doing with rocks under your pillow? <laughs> <laughs> I say, don't mind my business. But, <laughs> but even as I have married him and he was not a masterful um, spiritualist, he's learned to do some simple, basic things, too. And he's listen. He doesn't see and talk to the other side. I just pass on to him what they say. But um, um, some words I've said have stuck in his mind about how um, uh, talking about the game of Earth and it's as good as you negotiate it because the other side tells me never compromise and it's all about me, which I knew at 13, but now I really know it <laughs> that it's all about me. So I'm on earth with a zillion possible crazy people. It's all about me, and I own that, and I feel no guilt about it, and I truly hope and bless that everyone on earth um, who wake up to be masterful um, spiritualists, but I can't do it for them. They have to do it for them, and I just do it for myself because that's my soul's agenda, so I would love everyone on earth to desire that too. And then well, the yeah. other side would love all humans desire to wake up and unlimit themselves and be That's a really good be. example of how to put yourself on the front burner, right? I mean, to practice selfishness in a profoundly divine way. Because a lot, for a lot of people, selfish is used in a negative connotation, but but it's not, right? Because we've... True. The way you just talked about it made it feel right and normal and natural, but I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that word or that practice. I remember a woman came, and she was 
trying to balance this out with maybe some religion or biblical quotes. And she said, somewhere I have heard and read that to do for others makes yourself happy. And Spirit jumped in and said, really? Because the happy people we know know, own, define, and complete themselves. Um, mm. They, You can lead another horse to water, but that Spirit jumped in and said that. You can lead a horse to water, but you shouldn't care if it drinks. You're supposed to care if you drink. You may be blessed that they drink and you hope they drink, but you can't care if they drink because they have to care if they drink. That's I, cool. I'm supposed to only care if I drink, and then if I do, maybe that will make me a great example. Um, you can be a great example and inspire, but you cannot make others do anything. And when, if and when you leave this earth, you look back at how you played the game of Earth with pleasure or regret, um, and that's what each person will do as they leave this Earth. So you cannot make another horse drink, and you shouldn't try. You should tell them about fabulous water and maybe tell them how it will help them, but they'll drink when they're ready or not. Right on. Thanks, Janice. And Bing, so uh, that's the same with crystals. I mean, they've always been on this earth, and they've assisted many knowing person. Is they're they're a slice of the tools. Um, crystals are great tools. Um, music is a great tool. Now, there's a there's a consciousness in crystals, from what I understand, right? Yes, there is. Is there a consciousness in everything? You know, I'd have to say from what I've learned, I'll say the answer is yes. I That's think there's an energy that runs itself. Like you can go in a home where people aren't happy and you'll feel it. And uh, everything in that house is going to absorb that feeling. And if they have crystals, um, maybe around this might be trying, it has its own energy and properties and it might be trying to counteract it because it has its own consciousness, but really, as a rule, atoms will absorb the energy that is around us, hmm. like your chair and your walls. But crystals, they do. They have their own consciousness. They were a gift from the universe to be used as a tool to assist people to um, control and define and intend their own life, whether that be health. But the thing I have also learned from spirit is when a human comes to earth and if it's in their soul plan, if it's what I call karmic, even from before birth it was planned that they have to live on earth with an illness. And, they, and the other side will talk about Christopher Reeves. They'll say every day he probably prayed to them to help me, help me, help me eliminate this problem. And the other side said, no. Sorry, we we can't because it's in your soul's plan to leave this earth. Live on and leave this earth that way. We will cradle you through it, but we are holding you to your plan. So in that yin-yang dynamic, if people can picture a yin-yang symbol, half means concrete and the other half means intentional. And our spiritual guides will hold us to the concrete and then when it's something you desire in the intentional half, they will assist you to bring it into your life. So there is, I see that concrete formula that as a rule we are held to our karmic 
platonic predetermined plan or contract. And the other side tells me humans always want to change the plan when they get down here and wish the challenges away. But in the yin-yang symbol, half means challenges, half means rewards, and challenges are usually karmic and they hold us to those. And no matter what magical healer you go to, if it's karmically in your soul's plan to have to live with or leave this earth a certain way, we are held to the plan. But every other aspect is ruled by intention where we get to run with the ball. Well, in a way, that is even intention, right? Because it was our our overall intention when we incarnated to have this experience. True. I mean, that still kind of fits in there. But it doesn't seem like it when we're on earth living through it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Ming, um, do you you had a question for us in chat room? I wanna I wanna start getting to everyone else's questions and um, make some space for that. Do you wanna ask yours first? Yeah, sure. Thank you. I love this call. I love it. Everything resonated with me. Thank you, Janice. Um, I have a question. I I like readings and um, I go to different psychics every now and then. And I was just curious um, when they see a particular particular thing happening in your life in the future. I mean, something really huge but then it doesn't really manifest. Do you think it's because the energy in myself has changed or I've chosen a different path? Or could it be that the psychic wasn't lined up? And I'll just say, see it right? in your case, you're very easy to read, interestingly, because you're, you're a heart person and, the, and you sort of push the story out. Like I can tell you immediately that today they would like you to not go to other readers. They say you have so much information inside <laughs> that the next level for you is just pull it out yourself. So, I love that. Thank you. So, so that's where they would like you to be at least at the moment and in the near future for sure. Um, you seem to be in a cycle of life where you and your soul intentionally moves you into learning things fast and um, so you are as I see you today, you really don't have any what I would call challenge karma in front of you that I can see. Um, but what I see also is they would love that you sit in your stillness and redefine, define or redefine your life. So you have the ball and you can change so many things truly as we're chatting here today. And mm. so they want you sort of just to unlimit yourself and set yourself free and start um, querying the self, talking to the self, defining the self, um, doing your own little ceremony to bring in what you want. So really right now you have the ball and they would love that you run with it fabulously. Thank you so much. That resonated. You're welcome. Nice answer. Who else is dialed in who has a question? Mark, you're dialed in? I have a question, Terry, so... Yes. Oh, get me in the lineup. Let's do Terry first and then Mark. Okay, I have a question about... um, Like, recently I've been talking to Jeanette about um, rewriting the movie of of my life. Like, how do I really want it to be, which is something you you touched on. And... um, how does one know then, you know, I say there's certain things that I, I I would like to have happen. How do we know that that's part of the life plan and it's not? Um, you'll, like if, you'll know when you're deep in meditation. 
I mean, that's the purpose of meditation. In the conscious mind, I think there's too many ways of too much energy. It's really um, when you're deep in meditation and you're you're going to know what um, are the karmic slices that you can or can't have. So or else joy, like it out with spirit. Like if you feel feel joy when you when you think about the story, is that part of knowing? Or that's going to be one part of knowing, but also I think um, that's why the other side loves journaling, like. Uh-huh. If you're sitting in a chair with a lovely tablet or journal book and maybe sipping a quarter glass of wine or something that you're just, and you're really stilled and dropped your guard. The other side, I noticed they love that we know the story of the of ourselves because no one else should. So they love that we journal, talk to the self, meditate, and 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 once your story. Once you write it out and you look at it and you think, oh, that that clearly looks to me as that it would satiate my soul, then then you that's a clue. Relax and bring in spirit and say, I, I always start my day by saying to spirit, welcome to my day. Do fabulous things for me today. But if you want to know what I really want you to assist me with today, it is da-da-da-da-da. So they make me know, know me, the story of me, who I want to be, what I want to do, because they think nobody should know that but me. So humans do not have the habit or have mastered the skill often of excavating, of being able to excavate who, the story. The, the, they can tell... I can say, they can tell me the story they don't want to happen. They'll say, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And then I'll say, well, what do you want to happen? And they say, I don't know. And the other side says, well, who should know but you? So humans have to learn to excavate some options. So focus on what you want, like what you said before, which is what Mm -hmm. I've been doing. And I do meditate every day and I do journal and I'm I'm finding that... um, you know, even if I don't do it every day, um, you know, I'm I move to do it at certain times when I really have something I want to get out. Um, and also, if you're really comfortable with it, you don't even have to do it in meditation. You can just talk to yourself while you're driving mm-hmm. and think, oh, that would be, wouldn't it be lovely if this happened? And then the self can, right in that moment, say, Spirit, assist me with this. And I've done that many times like um i remember one time um you know many humans have had forever the story if you want something you have to work for it and i remember sitting one day and saying to spirit spirit we need to talk (laughs) and i said the truth is i would love the money but i don't want to work for it i thought they would even say oh you selfish little human but a couple of days later, I got a call, I answered the phone, and it was a call from an attorney, and he said, is your name Janice Whiting? And I said, yes. And he said, well, someone uh, died and left you $16,000. And I wasn't especially happy in the way how I got it, but I was glad to get it. So what I realized, you don't have to be in meditation. You just have to talk to yourself, um, 
like the people do at Village Inn at 3 in the morning, they might be the most masterful spiritualist because uh, to know the self is to own the self. You, you just have to find a way to excavate yourself. And since on this earth there is no right or wrong, um, yeah. if you've been clear on what you want because what's right for you is not right for someone else, but you don't care about that right? because it's all about you. So your real soul's assignment is to be all you can be. You're, no, here's how they say it. Your soul's obligation is to be all you can be. Your soul's assignment is to share the recipe. And so as we're chatting, you are trying to be all you can be. Yeah. And you're ready. But true. I don't see it the clearest vision, but you're doing really well and you're almost there. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> you're welcome. And in this cycle, you can't go to other people. And I see humans do that so much. So go to someone else and say, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And all you get is their vision. Right. This you So you can't go to others for this. It is just excavating the self. Great. Got it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Terry, and thanks, Janice. Mark, are you still interested in asking your question around death? Uh, yes, I am. Right on. Let's hear it. Okay, so I'm I'm very used to and accepting of the idea that we're not victims, that we, you know, at least at our higher self level or at the soul level that we choose when we're going to die. Um, I'm fine with that, and I, I even feel like I've got an idea of when I'm supposed to die. Um, however, well, how old um, are you today? Fifty. And and you, how old might you think that will be? That I think you have? probably. I, my the feeling that I have is that when I'm 85. See, I suspect you'll be over 100 if you choose to go. And and as I've sat and talked with Spirit many times in conversations, they said after the Mayan calendar ended. I mean, they say before the Mayan calendar ended. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I'm allowed I, to um, step in and change. Step in and. Of six Earth, but they said now that the Mayan calendar is over, they're uh, helping. They're going to be helping the world be a better place. Which, and uh, so I would say that you will get to be one who gets to leave when you choose to go. And I would say over a hundred. Well, so it was. It's been eighty-five for a number of years, but I just recently happened to watch. The uh, the video tuning in uh, or tuning in again um, with a bunch of channelers and where it was mentioned that one of the things that was going to be happening now is that people having the ability to um, to regenerate their bodies and stuff yeah. like that and live longer and that sort of thing and so that did kind of um, uh, I I noticed it intently um, so, and so it, it occurred to me that I, I might change you know, my current probability, pick a different probability possibly. I agree. Because in the yin-yang thing, half half is life happens to you, life happens to you, and the other half is you define life, rather life define you, and you've you've hit a vibrational switch. So now 
you get to define life, meaning you don't leave by a concrete time. You now get to be on earth and leave when you feel you are, are ready. And and so I don't see it being 85, probably if you hadn't hit that vibrational note that was we'll call plan A, but now many things are changing after the Mayan calendar and 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 you're a masterful enough spiritualist that you now switch to you define life that life define you and it's a whole different mindset so run with that ball. Okay. Well let me ask you my question though. So I'm 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 okay with all of that, but um and it's in, in, you know, in the case of my sister and actually one of my employees and my sister, um, I had an employee that uh, he he seemed to have accidentally killed himself. I, I mean, I was working with him. He was trying hard. He, he really wanted to recover from his issues. Um, I mean, he had some serious problems, you know, and after I fired him, he was depressed for a while. He was depressed after I fired him. Um, and he ended up getting, he was off medicine for a while for, uh, to help him with the drug addiction. He got back on it and he mixed it with alcohol and it, and it killed him. Now in the case of my sister, it was very similar. She, she had some bad things happen to her, but, um, there was no indication to any family members. Um, she was pretty close to my wife. My wife had talked to her that day. I had talked to her the day before, um, and she just happened to um, take a bath that night, and she was having wine in the tub, And but the wine interacted with some medicine that she was on, and she passed away. Um, now, on one hand, it seems like, you know, that it, it was you know, an accidental thing. Um, on the other hand, though, there were weird circumstances that that um, played out right before this. Um, so that's because the universe either, they tell me that no one comes and goes without their approval, and, even if, and sometimes it is that something happens to them, and sometimes they will talk to the other side and say, I really want to go called renegotiating. And so um, it looks to the often the human. Well, two people just left this earth, but they left with, under very different dynamics. So One hit a window where it was time to go. And another thing I've heard Spirit says, I always ask people, did the universe stop what happened? And if they say no, I say, well, there you go. Now you know the universe supported it cause, and nothing happens unless they support it. So often it looks, you know, just like two people passing in different ways, but more than that, it was very different dynamics. One left when it was time and spirit had to set it up. seemed like an accident. And then the other one ne- renegotiated with spirit and they said, all right. So the male, the male. So there's no accidents, then. No, there isn't. Yeah, because I was, I kind of felt like there. Uh, I kind of, the employee, I kind of felt like he had done, 
he had done incredible work, and although he was young, I think he decided he he's like, well, I've done this work, it's going to be, but he did. His life was kind of it was going to be hard for him to move forward. I mean, he had matured and grown a lot, but he had so much human baggage that it was going to be hard well, to move forward. And then in the case says, of my sister, says, welcome to Earth because it's hard for everybody. Right, it's hard, it's hard for everybody. But and my so, sister, I was able to I was able to do something with my sister that because I I wasn't real close to her, and I normally would only call her like twice a year. But I happened to call her and I the day before she died, and I happened to um, offer her something that basically ended up being it kind of showed like a, um, not exactly forgiveness, but oh I had I had offered her I had told her that I wanted to to start to get closer to her you know because we'd never been close, and I told her that I wanted to start getting close to her. Um, and I happened to have called her, and we had a great conversation where I let her know that, which basically let her know that I love her the day before that she died, even though I normally only call her like twice a year. But I happened wow. to call her Being exactly magic. when I need Magic. What? Magic. I mean. Yeah. So that's why magic. I was thinking that it that she, that's that was what was kind of telling me, well, this, this wasn't an accident that she happened to die on that day because Basically, her higher self was working to have her say her goodbyes and stuff, you know, before then. Although it didn't look like that to, well, hardly anybody but me. But True. And actually, the other side thinks humans think birthing is good and deathing is bad. And they say no. Um, that's human misperception that, um, well, birthing is good and deathing is good because only humanness emotions get in the way where they think it's bad. And often you can turn it into a lovely experience as someone cradled you in. Often you can cradle someone out. And your conversation the day before was certainly your soul knowing it was just about time and spirit supporting you to sort of, you know, have a conversation that told some of the feelings from your heart. And so on on the soul level, you knew it was time too. Right. So we know no accidents. And Janice, you, well, you, Mark, you, you kind of led into um, an, a place I'm excited to explore more with you, but maybe on a different call, Janice, because you, the idea of reverse aging is something I'm really, really interested in getting more clear about. But we're about at the we're at the top of the hour. Cindy's got a good question. I thought might be a fun one to wrap up with. If you feel complete, so, Mark. So, I do. I yes. just want to say one thing before okay. we can do another show and maybe focus on where spirit thinks the world is rolling with their assistance and how we fit in. Maybe right another time. I like the sounds of that. Yes. I'm already smiling. So, that so Janice. Fun. I heard Janice say another time. Yep, okay. We'll do it. Thank you, Mark. Cindy, let's hear your question, and then we'll wrap our call up today. Well, I have a question about. I mean, we all we all come here, and we all experience contrast. But how do we know if we're experiencing contrast because we have a belief that's creating it, or if we're experiencing contrast because it's part of our soul's agreement? Contrast, you mean like, like that's what things you we don't want, right? 
Well, according to my chat to Spirit, that the game of Earth is contrast. That they, they told me this yin-yang symbol is a symbol for the physics of how your Earth works. You breathe in, you breathe out. Can you only breathe in? No. Can you only breathe out? No. You're going to have to do both, like birth and death, challenges, rewards. Um, and I remember when they were talking about Christ, they said when he was born, he was a normal baby, probably was a cranky two-year-old, they said. And then he kind of grew into a little bit more with his wonderful talks with Spirit. And, and then finally he ended his life on a multidimensional level, just like in that movie, Lucy. They said, but in between, um, he, had, he had some bad days. And they said, probably like the night before, he, they were going to put him on that cross. They said, um, they, he would have called that a challenge. Mm-hmm. So he had challenges and rewards, just like all humans do. It's in our plan. Even the Spirit says we would like to wish the challenges away. And, and But if Christ had been talking to the other side the night before, they said, oh, you better get some rest tonight because you're going to have a bad day tomorrow. And they would have shared his bad day going to be, he'd have said, no, no, I don't want to do that. Can we go to another plan? But he pondered it and he realized that um, that was part of his contract. So he accepted the assignment. And But Spirit would have, in, the, in retrospect, we would have called that a bad day. Also, they, Spirit talked about how Christ came out of the temple and was hollering at people who were gambling on the steps. Spirit says, see, he had a moment, so, so we don't have to be perfect, thank God. And so I often will say, oh, if it's good enough for Christ, it's good enough for me. So, um, um, because I don't want to be perfect. I just truly like just being me how I be in the moments of my day. And I realize that if that's good enough for Spirit, it's good enough for me, and I guess if it was good enough for Christ, it's good enough for me. So, uh, luckily, I do get to chat about that with Spirit, how they really want us to think and be, and it's not perfect. So, I don't think that if Christ could escape the game of Earth with challenges and rewards, any of us other humans can either. It must be like the built-in physics, just like our bodies eat and eliminate and breathe in and breathe out. We can't change that. We have to somewhat deal with the restrictions of the game of Earth. Are you there? Yes. Thank you. I thought maybe I lost you. There are times where, in fact, that's another conversation, Spurt, and I said, you know, I said, well, what about when humans think always bad things? You know, does, is that thought going to pull that bad event in? And they said, oh, no. If everything happened that humans thought was going to, if every bad thing happened that our minds ran the story of, um, our lives would be devastating. Each of us can think of moments we thought something bad might happen, and it didn't. 
So even that rule is, I realized from my conversations with spirit, is not concrete. Cindy, do you have a follow-up question? Uh, well, sort of, but I'm I'm not sure how to word it. Um, I mean, I understand that that whatever you know that we're all go- that's why I prefaced my question with. I mean, I recognize that we all are going to experience um, challenges, and you know, earlier we were talking about healing and crystals, and we were talking about you know different things. Uh, meditation and different things that we can um, do um, or add to our, you know, practice that will help us and, you know, help us out of challenging situations. So, and you can you can actually, as your soul's vibration goes higher, rise to the levels of. Um, you define life instead of life define you, and you can often, when you're handed back the ball, master the game over spiritually and and erase challenges. But until someone hits that vibration, especially when they're not awake and know how to be a conscious co-creator, um, the challenges will just feel like they happen to them. And probably some rewards just feel like they happen to them. But when you hit a vibration where you are a conscious co-creator and you start playing the game of the spiritual way versus the human way, you can eliminate the challenges as you are a conscious co-creator. Is Is that sort of what you were thinking? Well, that's my experience. And so my question was, you were speaking earlier about some challenges that are, that, you know, uh, like, won't be helped because it's like, no, that we're going to hold you to this agreement. This is what your soul agreed to. And so my question was, um, how do you discern that? You know, when, when you are having an experience or your own experience is that, yes, you do create things, um, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what experience, you know, gives you the knowledge that, okay, this one, this one I've agreed to and I'm just going to have to <laughs> experience this. So, so what I've realized is that is why people come to me so they can hear spirits say, this is concrete and we will cradle you through it, but you'll have to suck it up. Or this, this situation you're asking about is not concrete and through conscious co-creation, we can eliminate it. And that is a hard one for me to tell others how they figure it out other than because when I grew up, spirit always just jumped in and answered. But I do know in deep meditation, you can query the self because the self deep inside will know, the higher self will know. So you would go into meditation, I would assume, and be in uh, and say, you know, this situation, is it concrete or is it, flexible, and you will either the other side or someone, angel, or somebody will infuse in you or you will pull it from yourself, the knowingness to say, oh, no, this is concrete. I feel this is concrete, so I will try to make the best of it, and or, or this, I see it's not concrete, and I will masterfully intend it and own it. 
So, um, so though, um, and I've done that many times, gone deep within just to query myself. So, usually spirit just answers any question I have, but I do know that for those who cannot see and talk to the other side as clear as I've been able to, then their only option is two things. Go within, go so still enough that you can tap into that wise part of the self that does give you the answer, mm-hmm. or often they will just come to someone like me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> so that makes me wonder about limiting beliefs, Janice. I just listened to a guy on Facebook the other day, Jesse Elder, talk about how he doesn't believe in limiting beliefs. He has kind of some interesting thoughts around that. And it made me think, I don't think I've ever really heard you go on and on about how important it is to clear limiting beliefs. What's your take on that subject? Well, I mean, I know most – I remember Spirit saying to me, 80% of what humans believe is truth is false. For example, as some will say, they they should – maybe try to eat organic. If a human's way of choosing food will be trying to choose a better food, uh, I guess a spiritualist or Christ's way of choosing food would be to pick whatever food you mouth, your mouth wants and bless with it. So mm-hmm. really just the spiritual way in itself seems to be so unlimiting. But they have explained to me that in that yin-yang symbol, some are concrete. And so I remember watching the, the video called The Secret. Remember that used to be going around? Oh, yeah. And I and Jerry and Esther Hicks would uh, say, or also in the DVD or CD they had, um, about how you can intend every single problem away. Every single problem away. And so that's when I decided to have the conversation with Spirit about um, the, how that then applied to the yin-yang symbol that they told me mm-hmm. about and how it applied to Christopher Reeves because mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves every day would pray that his problem would be gone. And mm-hmm. some people would even say, oh, you must not be playing, praying the right way. Well, I don't think there is a wrong way to pray, so that didn't apply. So why could he, who was praying the Spirit every day to be healed, not be healed? Because because it was concretely in his soul's plan. So I'll say something that I've learned from Spirit. We have to do the want to, we have to, we do the have to's before the want to's. Have to's, like he had, so Christopher Reeves was trying the right way. It was just concretely in his soul's plan. So I do know that the con, we have to do the concrete things, because, um, and, and the concrete things that we choose before we come to earth, just before each sliding into the body, we choose our race, our gender, our IQ, our talents, our rewards, and our challenges. And because that's just the yin-yang game of earth till we reach the vibration like in that movie, Lucy, or till we become, we become multidimensional where that, where that doesn't apply to the game of earth anymore, which I know we're rolling to. We are, but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. So if someone said to me, can we wish and pray every problem away, I'd have to say no, because everybody would do that. 
be living on a problem-free Earth. Which we're probably headed for at some point, but in the meantime, we get yeah. the game of Earth. And this it is like, true. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good time. We came here on purpose. Well, I remember saying to Earth, because they occasionally tell me um, I don't run the game of Earth, <laughs> they, that, um, I say if I ran Earth, I would give everybody a pill that they would be their more kinder, honest, supportive, generous, um, co-creative self. And Spirit says, that's why you don't run this earth. <laughs> People have to figure that out for themselves. But, yes, mm-hmm. we do hit a vibration that, um, and I've shown you that little chart that they have probably have in the past, um, that they actually have a vibrational chart, and they tell me at a certain vibration, um, you switch from playing the game of earth the human way to the spiritual way, and then um, and from that moment on, from that moment on, you can um, define life instead of life define you. And what I'm assuming then is that Christopher Reeves did not hit that vibrational point where he could define life instead of life define him and so he was held to his karmic concept. Well, that's a tricky thing. Yeah, and I think, you know, we... It is tricky and I hope I'm telling it in a way that seems clear because I realize universal truth is actually quite simple. It's humans that are complicated. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to use words to tell the story Spirit tells me but There'll be a yeah, time on sense. Earth, and I suspect it's probably I, between five and ten years where all humans on Earth at that moment will be given assistance to take their soul's vibration higher, and then the other side tells me we will live on Earth the way they do in other worlds, which is multidimensional and magic. Mm-hmm. So we're rolling there. It's just rolling slower than what I would like today. <laughs> if well, I ran the world, they always tell me if I, I say if I ran the world, this or that, and they say that's why you don't run this world. <laughs> well, I like your version of it, and I like the insights you're giving us on where we are today. Thank you so much, Janice. Again, everyone, you can find Janice on Facebook at Lifted Spirits. Spirits is spelled with a Z instead of an S at the end. This is Janice Whiting. She's amazing, Janice. You did I. Can I hold you to coming back maybe next yes, month? Yes, yes, that will October? be fun. We'll talk about the future. Yay. Oh, right on. Well, I can hardly wait. Thanks, everyone, who brought super fun questions today. If you've got burning questions for Janice that can't wait, do you do sessions over the phone, Janice? I do. I do. Okay. And the best I way have... to reach you is, is it by phone, email, or Facebook? You no. Know, I can give you my phone number now if someone wants to write it down. for My business number is 801 nine five three six seven two three but you can connect to facebook too right on okay well thanks thank again. you so much for inviting yeah, super, me it was lovely fun. and that, yeah. what i realized is, is you can't tell a lot in a, in a in an hour because I, and I sit and chat for hours about it. I know. I was like, well, that hour flew by. We kept you past it. We could probably be here for several more. <laughs> and we'll do that because I promise I will just share everything I've been told. 
Right on. Wow. I love you so much, my friend. Love thank you, you again. And thanks, welcome. everyone, for joining us. Thank, thank you. you all, too. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 